Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another, uh, we're getting used to this, another off-season recap slash future season preview. Today, we are covering the New Orleans Pelicans. Some would say they are one of the most promising up-and-coming teams in the league, uh, maybe on a similar trajectory to the Memphis Grizzlies, who showed a lot of promise this off se- this uh, past season with John Morant. Um, the Pelicans have dealt with their fair share of injuries uh, to big pieces. They moved on from franchise players in the past, like CP3 and Anthony Davis. Um, but they finally seem to be settled in. They finally seem to have their core, letting go of Lonzo Ball a couple of years ago. They were an, they had an okay season, um, but yet again, they had another top 10 pick. Um, so um, for those listening right now on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Music, there is a visual component as always. So check out our YouTube hustling hoops on YouTube. Um, and you can see the uh, wonderful presentation that we have with it to kind of visually aid uh, everyone. So without further ado, let's just get right into it. Huh? Yeah, um, yeah. As always start off with our top four stars, cores and pieces uh, guys. Um, there's only one star core piece that can be number one we've dealt with teams where we don't really know the order of things to put it but on this team there really is an order of things and that is the number one that is zion williamson the former number one overall pick missed the entire last season due to his foot injury uh dove i'll throw it right over to you first he's coming off a major injury he showed promise but he has not played a full season in nba we've dealt with guys who have had issues uh with injuries we we've gotten to the michael porter jr argument i don't want to bring that up again but zion williamson has he's got a chip on his shoulder and it, that's rare for a guy who was hyped as much as he was what what's your expectation for him this season if and you know obviously we we've you've said it if is a strong factor he plays this season i i see him doing the same thing he did in his rookie season in the 20, you know, 30 so games that he played, which was being a damn near all-star. I mean, the, the guy is, and probably still will be, or was, and probably still will be an all-star, you know, capable player because he is going to go out there and just be physically dominant in every sense of the word. Um, you know, I, I don't know what to expect because we haven't seen him play. Yeah, Sure. But we still see the physicals. It's still there. And that's what we were attracted to with Zion in the first place. So, you know, yes, the foot injuries are a big thing. The foot injury is a big thing. Um, the time miss is a big thing. But he's still the same. And I don't like using it this way, but it's the only word I can think of is like physical specimen, like the, the just absolute phenom that he is physically and athletically um, is still him that's still what he does that's still who he is and i think if he can come back and play then it'll be good he'll be uh that number one like we just said yeah um jack any chance zion could be an all-star this season do you think or yeah absolutely i think if he plays a lot and plays well he could get voted into starting because he's so popular like it's zion when i say the word zion you think of him he you don't think of the national park. Think of Lauren you, think, Hill. you think of Zion. I think of Lauren Hill. It's like okay. LeBron. You think of LeBron. It's like Kobe. Think of Kobe. Ichiro. 
think of Ichiro. <laughs> it's the one name guy who you recognize just by his first name. And the rock. He's super hyped. <laughs> Dwayne. He's yeah. He's super hyped up, but when he plays, he's amazing. So health is his only thing. And I mean, the pictures we've been seeing recently, it looks like he's transformed back into shape. And he looks very, very strong. Yeah. Uh JD, anything to add on Zion before we move on to their two, three, four guys? Not too much, but I would like to transition us because I think if Zion is the number one guy on this team when healthy, I would put B.I. at my two. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let me stop you. Let me stop you right here. So this is another occurrence. Uh, If you guys, if anyone listening was here for a previous episode, I think it was the OKC one. it's a matter of formatting. I made the CJ one first, or I made, yeah, I made the CJ no, one first. I did and then, this one. I did this. Okay. Sorry. You did this. Yeah. And then I was going to go change it, but I, I, I didn't want to switch everything around. Um, Cause I, I personally believe that the, I was a two. So are you saying that you think CJ is a two I, yeah. or was that just, I, I think CJ is the number two. I think really? I, that's why I kind of, if, if for those listening and I'll read it out loud here, I, the, the description I put for CJ is he is a true number two. We saw we oh, yeah. saw him be we saw him be Robin to Dame's Batman for years in in uh in Portland. And Brandon Ingram was Batman before Zion came when he was the centerpiece of the uh Anthony Davis trade and he was made an all-star team. But with CJ and Zion, I could see him taking the step back he's because he he can't be the batman anymore he's got a batman and a robin on his team already i'm not saying he's alfred but he's he can't be batman and i think cj's got that robin role locked up so i think if brandon ingram's no longer the guy i see cj not taking a step back in his role so just by default i think brandon ingram has to be the three the number three option and the playoffs last year it was kind of like interchangeable wasn't it when they were playing in the play-in and then the Suns. when cj was hooping he was hooping and he he, they let him drop his buckets but when he the shot wasn't hitting he was either like kind of just um deferring to brandon or playmaking for the rest of the squad like cj really evolved in his role uh yeah, in the New Orleans, with the new orleans pelicans because like you were mentioning he was the robin to D, uh to damien's bat you know to damien and to damien's batman uh but the point is is that you know he comes to he comes to new orleans which doesn't have a veteran presence in the sense of you know someone who's been in the playoffs someone who's competed for you know not a championship but close to it um and he has never gotten this kind of opportunity before. And I think you're completely wrong in saying that CJ is not going to allow, like he's going to take the shots from Brandon. I think if Brandon wants the shots, that's not what I said at all. No one said that. No one said that. Sorry. sorry, Whoa, 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 calm down, calm down. (laughs) Tranquilo, por favor. What did you say then? What did you say? I essentially, I said like CJ has proven that he can be the number two. And I just don't see that changing. I like I, I, that was not like a CJ's not going to relinquish the number two role. I think just by default, 
CJ's the two and Brandon Ingram's the three. That's not to but say it's say more of a two-way, two-way. Would you say that it's more of CJ McCollum is going to have the ball in his hands more no. than Brandon Ingram? Well, I mean, it depends what you just consider. Because like, that, I still... Like, who's taking the shot? Who's taking the final shot? Like, I think it's still Brandon well, Ingram. I, wait, I want to say I think this is really interesting because none of these players have ever, ever played on a team where there's three guys who could all get the last shot. I mean, if it's a three-pointer, though, I'm not really giving it to Zion, if we're being honest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I'd exactly. rather trust CJ or BI, but we're, that's not the conversation. They're both – they're all three of them – are top tiered stars, not like a superstars, all three, but they're they're all stars. So knowing that all three of them have never played in a position where they've had uh, two other people to look to, I mean, Zion in college with Cam and RJ, but like not on this level, I think it's really going to be interesting to see how CJ and BI kind of work around it and find their shots, because I think, the coaching mentality should be if Zion's there in the post open, like you give that to him 10 times out of 10 and you pass up on a CJ corner three or something, something like that. Like Zion should be the first option, like we're saying right now. So it's going to be really on BI CJ and the rest of the squad to work around it. And I don't know. I think that's going to be really interesting. Well, I, 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 mm. I completely agree. Like the first option, 99% of the time when you have Zion Williamson on your team is to get the ball to him to try to collapse the defense or either, you know, get him a bucket. Yeah, but exactly. It's still like, you know, again, that, that proves like Zion is the number one. We agree, but the number two is not like, well, that's what I was saying. Let me, let me interrupt just... you real quick. I think you're looking at this too concretely. When, yeah. when it says two and three, like I said, it it's more of a two A two B situation. Like other teams okay, have a far disparity between their second and third options. This team does not. That's not to say right. if like, one of them's hitting, they're the going to argument keep for either. Ball. Like obviously, Brandon Ingram has got that ISO game, but that's not to say CJ but does. He's also CJ's showed, like, and both of them have shown their playmaking. I think all three of them actually have shown an interest in playmaking. And that here's the biggest game. thing is that Zion will not be playing 82 games. Right. CJ and Brandon right. Ingram right. could – I could see both of them playing 82 games, at least 80. Right. Like, right. That's and what I was about to say. They are going to have to – like, they're going to get mesh well together on the court. They kind of did. Like, they they did. They yeah, played they played well together. together. CJ was they playing the, got the best ball of his too. Like, it wasn't like, like a clear number one and number two. That's a, that's a fair – uh, so now it's not a eruption to that. Three. Yeah. Uh, I think that's also a good point, though, is CJ is so good at, at the two-way offensive, two-man offensive game because he did it for years with Dame. Now he's just translating it with BI. So how is he going to react when it's Zion to, like, it's, it's going to be interesting. Like, it's not going to work right away. Like, there will be growing pains with their offense hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It, right. Exactly. But I when mean, Zion returns, like it's going to take some getting used to. That's how it works with any team. Like it, this is essentially Zion's rookie. Like Zion didn't play his rookie year. He played the last played like 20, 30 games, like tops, like this, he will play the most games he's ever played in his career this season. And is technically he third played like 50 some odd games. Did he really the... play 50? 
second or third year yeah this is his well he played a rookie year then he missed his next year right then he played like 54 games and then missed this year has it been that long? Already? I thought this He's was his played third a total year. of wait, eighty-five wait, wait, wait. games. Okay, my bad. I okay, I okay. I I was over underestimating how many seasons he's already been in the league. Yeah. Um, his twenty but, season, I mean, he played sixty-one, and then nineteen, he played twenty-four. Yeah. So Zion's gonna get load managed. Is the long story short? They yes. have a one, two, and three. The um, order of that one, two, and three might be different every game. I think yes. The crazy thing about this Pelicans team though, which, you know, we, we haven't, we're not going to get to until a little bit, but I mean, just starting with number four, it's their bench, their, their depth role players, their depth is insane. It's for a team crazy. That just a few years ago was trying to rebuild basically. They um, dropped well, the ball. I mean, this draft, when, when they traded Anthony Davis, they didn't I, get back. Brandon Ingram was the centerpiece. And at the time, like Brandon Ingram was a good player, but like Brandon Ingram had not previously been an all-star. They were essentially getting all start like low-level starters and rotation players in return for Brandon Ingram. Um, and, and looks at where it's gotten them. Yeah. So that like the, obviously some of them stuck, some of them didn't, some of them turned into pieces to get CJ McCollum. But like Lonzo. Herbert Bur- Herbert Jones is one of the people that did stick. And this is a kind of a spoiler. He's not starting on any of our teams. That's not to say he won't be playing more minutes than some starters and will probably be closing many games. But Herbert Jones, I, 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 I'm 99% sure. I, I didn't write, I, did, I definitely didn't write clamps on Hall of Fame, a solid he's, jumper. I definitely didn't shot, write that. Part. He shot 30 some, 34%. No, no, I'm three. not disagreeing um, with it. I'm not oh, disagreeing with oh, it. Okay. I, I, like, I didn't what? write it, but I'm pretty sure I did choose him to be the number four. And none of us have him starting which says a lot about the team um and their depth at other positions but let's it's a lot about herb yeah let's let's talk yeah, about raw potential let we'll talk about the rotations in there uh at the end of the episode but let's move on uh to the draft because they did have another top 10 draft pick so that's you know important. shots out true holiday three first uh, round picks five first round picks whatever it was exactly three um, first two pick swaps yeah so the Pelicans drafted Dyson Daniels, um, and I'll pass it over to someone who's a little more knowledgeable on Dyson Daniels. I feel like, Doug, you were looking at Dyson Daniels because you thought the Pistons might potentially have to draft him. Is that is that right? Uh, for a period of time, yeah, but then I, I kind of drifted away because it's just – it's not <laughs> – he, he wasn't necessarily the prospect that I was looking for us to add. Um. I think he he's he's not terrible. I think he, I I wouldn't say he's not good. I'd say he has a raw talent. Um, I think he you know he's a tall guard. A lot of NBA teams like that. I don't have a lot to say. About him. I'm not gonna lie to you. you I mean, I mean, you know, we saw him in uh we saw him in the in the uh the Rising Stars game. We saw him in the Rising oh, Stars game, yeah, which facts. was cool. Um, you know, he was the only player from G League Ignite to ever uh, to play in the Rising Stars game, which was really cool. That's great for him. Uh, now he gets to, you know, show us on the next stage what he can do. I think Jaden and- Hardy did. But yeah, he did. Keep going. <laughs> you're right. You're right. He did. But still. Um, second player. Second player to ever they play. They were there together. <laughs> they were there. To- yeah, no, no, no. They were there together. So they were, yeah. First players. They were there together. First yeah. First group. Player. Yeah. First group go. to ever play in yeah whatever um 
but maybe maybe once we get to see you know then we can come on and, and tell you what we think but uh as of right now dyson and carlo mac yeah Matt kovic um Duve, i know you have some feelings about someone on this list yeah i mean i if you guys have listened you know we are big 10 fans so seeing ej liddell on this list is not fun because he went to ohio state and he gave <laughs> michigan and michigan state buckets he was a good he was a good big 10 player and he was a college player exactly that's the difference here is ej Liddell was a great Big Ten basketball player, but it's not going to translate to the league. And it's very sad because he did tear his ACL, so he's not going to get the chance to show that this year. And we never uh, wish uh, injuries on any players. That's not the podcast we are here. But with that said, I still believe he was going to be a bust. That's the that's yeah. that's the long exactly. The I still yeah, believe he's a bust with or without injury. So that's my take on him. And Dyson Daniels, I also believe he was just one of those guys who got a top ten selection because he had so much hype around him. I don't think he's gonna translate to anything. Did that's did, my opinion. I, to that but, point too, he did do the Pacers. Uh, they have like that. Uh, that sprint that they do, they have like their special sprint drill that they the do. The beep test? Um, n- I don't think it's the beep test. I don't know what it is. It's like a line drill. Um, but the Pacers have a special NBA drill that 2K? apparently that apparently y'all are so annoying. That uh, that apparently he did like the best since I don't know someone a while Legend ago. Miller. Um, that left shrimp. All right. Um, Shrove is just saying random things now. Just move on. Go back to that picture. Go back. Yeah, I didn't ask. Yeah. Don't just have him on here for no reason. Yeah. Well, okay. We got Ryan look at, Anderson. Look, look at bro. Eric Gordon. Dude, that's such a strap. Look at Eric Gordon. Look young at that Tyreek. That is Tyreek, isn't it? And the young Drew. Yeah. Yep. And that what's who's thirty three? Who is what? that? That's Ryan Anderson. Ryan Anderson. Why does he oh, look then so who's fourteen? Goaded in two K. I don't know who fourteen is. Yeah, Ryan Anderson was lit. I don't know. It yeah, like biggest, AD's biggest, so happy. Biggest bag for uh yeah. for the most useless white man shooter ever. Uh, but yeah, key additions and I losses. Think that was yeah. So that was, that was a good pick. Yeah, we talked about the draft uh, picks, and I think with their like. Not so busy off season. They were planning on having both of the, of their top draft picks actually be a part of this team coming up. I think they wanted EJ Liddell to succeed. Like they obviously wouldn't have picked him if they didn't think he had potential. Um, but that's a different conversation. Like we don't think he has potential, but like they were gonna no. try and make him a thing. Um, He's same Garza. with Dyson Daniels. Um, He's worse. Garza. <laughs> but Garza yeah. dropped fifty five in Michigan and lost. <laughs> Besides. Um, Dyson Daniels and EJ Liddell and Carlo through the draft, they locked up their former two-way point guard who was playing run in the playoffs, Jose Alvarado, to a very team-friendly deal. And then they also gave Zion his rookie max extension after sitting out a a full season. Um, But obviously, like we said about Michael Porter Jr., if he is playing, he's worth that money. We just have to see it on the court first. So like, as of right now, it's a good deal. Um, As far as their losses go, they really lost no one. 
they they obviously traded people like mid-season last year so players who started the year on the team are no longer with them this upcoming year but the only player they lost was tony snell um do you agree with like the pelicans jack like just saying this is like we were in the playoffs last year let's just run it back like absolutely i mean they didn't have zion last year and they took the number one seed Suns to six games like that doesn't just happen like that they're they were really good with cj with bi with herb jones jackson hayes showed a couple flashes but we'll see if he ever gets there and i mean when we get down to the 10-man rotation i don't see how adding anyone that was available this offseason would have benefited the rotation because they got these young guys and so many of them that they need to give all of them playing time. Simple as that. Yeah. I mean, they really had a fairly quiet off season. Um, Duville, like anything yeah. really stick out to I you? Want, here? Like, Tony I want to say like, some yeah. real fast. No, Tony Snell, he doesn't <laughs> even deserve a comment. <laughs> that was but a comment the Jose Alvarado deal. That was a great, uh, great thing to do because it was seven mil. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to say was they didn't just take the sun six games. They took them to six games and had very uh, credible people yeah. thinking that they were going to maybe even win it. So a lot of that, had to I do really like what they got the, going the on here, guards, but it's true. The sun's were, I mean, Alvarado just, he gave them a, a handful, yeah. but they're all developing. They need that playing time, like Jack said. So I think they're situation. Uh, on the right route. The only bad part about their offseason was their draft. And, yeah, yeah. I, it, I didn't like it one bit. Yeah, I mean, they probably did. That's why they didn't go out and make any moves. But Jose Alvarado is really, like, the only true healthy point guard on their roster. You think that should have been a hole they should have filled, Dove? You think there should be some veteran on this team besides Billy Hernan Gomez or well, CJ McCollum? Like a veteran, I wouldn't really say. I'd more so say like, why you know is a team? I, I completely agree with you guys that like, in essence, the team is what the team is going to be if you know they were ever to win a championship. Like it's not too far off from what it could be if this team were to win. Um, but it's just like, I, I don't see why a team who was so competitive in the playoffs with a, you know, team that was just in the finals, uh, why, why they use their draft picks. I, I mean, yeah, use your draft picks if you're, you know, if you have them, but if you have a hole in your roster, which they do at the point guard position, why are you not? making a move to address that i mean yeah maybe they believe that they're fine but shouts out rusty buckets uh he was the the youtuber not the place uh he was talking about the chicago bulls and he said something great to creators yeah um and he was talking about how rebuilding teams when they have draft picks it is terrifying when they don't use them even worse it's scary to see a contending team have money or have draft picks or have assets and not try to improve. That's something that I'm concerned about with the Pelicans is 
are they okay? Are they just trying, are they okay with just trying to keep going at the eighth seed, keep going at the ninth seed? You know, it's fine, but I genuinely think that, you know, drafting Dyson Daniels, drafting EJ Liddell is like you guys have clearly pointed out is not enough. I mean, yeah. Dyson Daniels could be good. Like, but on the good. timeline that that players like CJ McCollum and Jonas Valanciunas put you on. Yeah. Doug, I, I want to say I agree with you. They should be making moves. But at the same time, with what they just did last season with no Zion, I think they want to see what how well they Zion. can do with this young talent and all these guys with Zion and see how far or – whatever how far you can go and then from there you make the uh if it, the if it fails like, they can dump the veterans and then you can rebuild around zion and dyson daniels yeah in their mind zion's the future of this league like he's the next lebron like imagine having a young lebron added to this pelican squad yeah. like that's no, championship no, no, already I'm just saying, what's the harm of going out there and getting? I mean, look at what the Boston Celtics available? traded for. Look what yeah. they traded for Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, nothing. They traded a fucking bag of chips for him. That would. You're telling me that they couldn't that. have got him. You're telling me that they couldn't have gone out and gotten Kemba Walker. They still they could. Still, they still. They still could. Right. They still can. True. Good like, point. What's the like point? They could come. They could go get Corey Joseph. I know. I know. We hate Corey Joseph, but like, Kojo gives good he, minutes. You yeah, he does. Minutes, just because of backup minutes. Like I, I will say, also kind of have with, with your talk on uh, like that, use your draft picks. Like I believe this draft pick technically is from the Anthony Davis trade, and the, ah. their draft pick went to Portland for CJ McCollum. I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened for this season. I'm pretty sure this was a Lakers draft pick. Still an asset. Yeah, yeah, still yeah. an asset. Like they used the first round pick to get an established star in CJ McCollum, and they used a first round draft pick on a guy who has potential to be a, a, a good player in this league. And when you say like timeline wise, like when you draft a G league night guy, like that's a guy who's playing against a lot better competition than a guy who went to college. And like, I, I stand by that. Like the G league guys are the, like, obviously they're not all of them are good enough to be in the NBA, but they were all good enough to play in college and then sign a G league contract as well. Like, right. They're they're like they're obviously might be on the same level as some of these college guys that they're playing against, but it's it's good competition and Dyson Daniels, that's why they drafted him. Like he's got the potential, and if they need him to, he might be able to give them some run. Um, I don't know. I just I, I'm not I'm not trying to make it seem like they're screwed um, whatsoever. It's more just like you look at this, you look at the the pages that we're looking at, and you say. Hmm. That's not a lot. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I agree with done. you. I think like, yeah. I, and I, I think there's a lot of time before the season starts. I think there's time to add a veteran uh, like, if they really want to, but let's just go right into our rotations. Cause we've been kind of alluding to a lot of them and I'll let you start. You're, you're first on the page. Um, I believe, I mean, you got the most unique. Um, yeah. That's whack. Unique lineup. So yeah, go ahead and talk your shit. Go ahead, and talk let, shit, let, Minden. go ahead and have Brandon yeah. Ingram try and guard Dove like Jaden Ivy. Dove, tell us why your lineup looks the way it does and defend it staunchly. So we have seen 
an era of positionless basketball, as Zach, you love to preach about. And I think that the Pelicans are a team that similar to the Cavs, uh, similar to what I think the Pistons are going to do some of this year, you're going to run big as hell lineups. You're going to run a guard who, you know, can play make and score, can do both and has some two-way ability. Uh, CJ obviously is another the best example of that, but you get the point. Uh, then your two guard is going to be, you know, he's got to be six, seven or up, and he's going to be a, a shooter, more likely, more than likely just three and D guy, but could be a little bit more, you know, you see your guys like your Paul George's, um, I don't know, Paul George. Uh, and then you got Zion at the three, talking big body. Who is going to be guarding Zion at all, much less if you're throwing him next to the other two guys that you got on the court, Jackson Hayes, who secretly was one of the best big man defenders in the league last year. You guys can go look up the advanced stats. It's true. Jackson Hayes genuinely shocked me last year. I thought he was just a big jump man. And turns out he actually has a lot to his game, including a shot, including a little bit of a post game and his defense He's got the rim protection. He has a little bit of pain protection um, that he's kind of improved on over the past, you know, couple of, or over the past year. Um, and then you got Jonas Valanciunas, who's just steadily been one of the most underrated bigs in the league. And the reason that I think that this is going to succeed is because who the fuck is scoring on this team except for on CJ and who in the world is going to be able to stop you if you put all of these weapons out there in Zion, Brandon, and CJ. And then we also say, hey, we might also get every offensive rebound too. I I I, I mean yeah, I mean I, don't I would know just like say. to see like Zion guard like Wiggins. <laughs> I will say so would I so would I. You you mentioned me exactly. talking about positionless basketball, but every time I do that, like you always say like fuck no. So like no 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 I <laughs> now I'm, now it works for you. Because, because for this him when because he wants this still yeah. has this still has this still follows a similar formula. I still have a guard, a lead guard, and then I have my secondary ball handler, and then I have my forwards and bigs. It's it's um, this league is is yes it's positionless but there's still a a like categories to it it's not just oh uh you know six foot guy is playing center randomly and guarding the biggest guy or whatever it's like that's not what positionless basketball means and sometimes that's how you guys put it out um all right fine. it's like a timberwolves but like let's say the celtics put a lineup out there of Brogdon, Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Robert Williams, like Zion you, guarding Jalen Brown and Jackson Hayes no, you, guarding Tatum. You, like obviously your this lineups. Will that wouldn't be the lineup for like it, because it would, of matchups. It wouldn't but, be the lineup you play against Boston if that's what they're running. But yeah, Boston, so, perfect example, Boston would be running uh Brogdon or Smart, Brown, Tatum, Horford, Rob Williams lineup in the playoffs. So let let let's We'll we'll okay. continue the conversation across the four. It's of an us. interesting I'll lineup. I'll it's move on to mine. Lineup. I got Devonte Graham starting at point guard. Um, I will say, 
I'm going to have a lot of, not necessarily asterisks, but like uh, conditions to a lot of things that I think will oh, we're reveal just a lot of variables. First. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, almost all of us have the, everyone, yeah, I'll, I'll well, get into The bench is the same. The bench is essentially the same everywhere. And I'll you're right. get into that. So Devontae Graham, I think, will start at point guard, at least to start the season. I also think Devontae Graham will not close games. CJ McCollum will be the starting shooting guard. Ingram starting power, uh, small forward. Zion starting power forward. Valanciuna starting center. I think uh, the rest of us all have that. It's pretty, yeah. pretty cut and dry. Those are the starting two through five. Off the bench, everyone has Herbert Jones and Jose Alvarado. I think Jose Alvarado is the only true point guard on the team, so he's going to get a lot of minutes. And Herbert Jones will be closing every game and will be playing a lot. And then I have Dyson Daniels because he is a top 10 pick. They're not just going to throw a top 10 pick outside of their 10-man rotation. Um, and then I have Larry Nance for some veteran presence and Trey Murphy, who showed some promise in the in the summer league last year. Is, uh, and uh, I just think like he's not going to be there. Dove, you did not have Dyson Daniels in your 10-man rotation. Is there a specific reason for that? Is that is that because of... You guys bullied me into having Devontae Graham in my lineup. That's what Oh, I... okay. Um, yeah, I had so Dyson, yeah. I had Dyson Daniels. Actually, no, sorry. I had Kira Lewis Jr. uh as my backup guard. Cause fuck um, it. Um shout, shout out to Kira. Let me just give my last two conditions here. So I think Herbert Jones and Jose Alvarado close a lot of games for their defensive ability. I think Valanchunas, you might see him just play 12 minutes one night. Yeah. yeah. And that's where Jackson Hayes could possibly come in. Um so Valanchunas and Devontae Graham, I could see them either not being on the team come the end of the season, or if they are on the team, their roles would be greatly reduced. And that's when Herbert Jones enters the starting lineup. That's when Alvarado or Jackson Hayes enters the rotation as well. So um, Duville. How do you not have Trey Murphy in your lineup at all? I do. Are you talking to No, I'm talking to Duve. He's got Jackson Hayes and Tyson Daniels. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know who to put him over pretty much. I mean, you've got. I, mean, unless, I, I would probably put him over Larry Nance. You've got four guards in your in your ten. Everyone man. else, you have four guards in your ten men, all under like except for Dyson Daniels. All of those guards are under six, you know, six two. I'm fine with that. Th- Is who's six two? Who's six two and under? You got Devonte Graham. You got Devonte Graham. You got CJ, who's like what six three, maybe, maybe six, four. six three, maybe. And then Jose Alvarado, who's not, who I know for a fact, you cannot tell me he's, he's over 6'3. So he's three, three guards under 6'3. Six, six, yeah, three guards under 6'3. You say said four. six foot. I, I, oh, did I? Yeah. Three, whatever, three. But either way, you don't think Trey Murphy is, I, th- I think Trey Murphy is playing over. I think it goes with the caveat nice. of what of what no, I was no. saying. Of, I don't think Devontae Graham is getting minutes. I think he has to start. I think, like, I don't think I, so. I don't think he has to start. I think he has to prove himself again because he's gone himself if he's, he's not gone. on the bench. That's what we're I, saying. I, That's why we have him all starting because they're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. This yeah, is Doug. He's going to play. This is first day of the season lineup. This isn't what hap- What you think is going to happen when no, the, yeah, Devontae first Graham day. starts playing no. poorly and then falls out of the day. rotation. No, yeah. I'm not. I said, I, 
You think he has Did to I prove say, himself to make it I think back he has in the to lineup? Prove we think he has to yes, prove that he doesn't he, deserve to be in the lineup. I think he was so yeah, bad last year. He was so bad last year. You're overestimating how bad he was. I don't think so. I think he was – I genuinely think that you're not losing as much as you are gaining from putting someone like Trey Murphy in the lineup over him. I think you're gaining way more by putting Trey Murphy in the lineup and just saying, yeah, but we're being and realistic having Jose here. run back a point guard. We're being realistic here. And I'm and I'm He's trying to play. and I'm trying to say what the best lineup in my opinion is. Yeah, I think you're wrong. I think a point guard CJ McCollum lineup is not the best thing for everyone. All right, Devontae Graham CJ, averaged I, 12 points, uh four assists. And three, 2.3 rebounds with one on steal. 36% field goal shooting. What, what's his career average, though? Yeah, that's pretty I, I don't give like how, his how, career how average is 13 points. Yeah, like how much of a fall off from his career average is it? Like it's from not the, like Trey Murphy's Last year, that. he only fell off three points. What's his, what's his career field goal percentage? His career field goal percentage is... One second. Keep talking, boys. No worries. Well, um, I'll just mention that... I put this GIF uh, gif at the top here because I don't have Larry and Nance in my lineup. I think it's, that it's 37%. 37%. For so, yeah, he's fucking he's kidding the same me. Same old Devontae Graham you've always been used to. He's just on a better team now. But right, I don't have Larry I'm, Nance Jr. I, I in my lineup. I don't lineup. want someone coming in shooting seven threes, and that's all they're doing, and they're missing almost all of them. You have we'll to see. you have to give him the benefit of the doubt. If he starts sucking, that's what I was saying is on the caveats of my lineup. Like, yeah, he he might not be there at the end of games. He might not be there at the end of the season. But to start the season, he will be the best option at point guard. Yeah. And that's like if he he continues to trend downward, he will no longer be the starting point guard. And if he continues to play poorly, he will no longer be in the rotation. But to say, like, yeah, he's so bad after last season alone that he doesn't deserve a spot in the rotation because Trey Murphy is younger is just, it's just, it's just disrespectful to Devontae Graham. Because Trey Murphy is younger. No, Trey Murphy is better. What did Trey Murphy do? Like, like, come on. What did Trey Murphy do? Trey Murphy's a better defender by miles. He's a better interior scorer by miles. He's a better finisher. He's he's just as good of a shooter. I mean, literally last year in his rookie season, he shot 39% from the field, 38% from three on one and a half attempts. Now, it's a small sample size, but I'd rather him shoot that than shoot 10 threes and only make three. I, I like that. That is insane to me that that is the logic that you're using. And then you and then you say like that is because he's young. No, it's not because he's young. It's because he's miles a better player. Jack. Dove is not letting you talk at all, so why don't you... Sorry, uh, Jack, go ahead. does. Go ahead. I don't go have ahead. Larry Nance in my rotation because I think he's going to get traded or waived or something or just not play because he doesn't... I don't know. He doesn't... Like, he might play when Zion doesn't play and fill that four big, big guy who can jump type of thing so they can still run the same type and of offense, bad. but... You got anything to say on the Devontae Graham front? Devontae Graham is going to be the starting point guard the first day of the season, and that is it. End of discussion. And do you think like, – Yeah. I don't have him in my 10-man, but I love him. 
He's a great player. And if there's an injury on this team, he might just have to get in there. He so might just have to get in there. real quick, we saw what they did last year. Let's go over team expectations, record prediction, either playoff finish. At bold take, Dove, you think they can surpass their uh, results from last year? You think they're still stuck in that purgatory of uh, first round exit? Well, they were they were thirty six and forty six last year. Um, that was good for ninth in the West. I, I think they could get to like 40, 45 with Zion playing, maybe fifty if he plays. So the level this is like so about expecting. the same thing. Like at the end of the day, fifty teams are wins play is not about the same thing. Well, you said forty from thirty six to forty. Like they're no, not going to jump from I'm a, saying from a 10 if, to, a, to a six. My like, expect. Okay, so let me rephrase. My expectation: if Zion does what he did in his rookie season, which you know, thirty or so games, f- around forty, if he gives what he did in what is it, third, second, third season, the second season he second played second, season in his second season, then I see them getting around fifty. I think that's a huge difference. I think that puts them closer to like five in the West, like fifth in the West. And but you didn't answer my other question of they look at playoff success. Are oh, they success. due for another first round exit, or you think they have a chance of winning a first round series? And don't say it depends on the matchup. No, I wasn't going to say that. I, I was going to say it depends on health more than anything, just because we've well, seen CJ. You have to assume they're going to be healthy. Assuming they're healthy, I think this team could be like. With your lineup, your lineup that you put together, the other teams, I, I, I think, I think it's most likely a, a first round exit. But it, it, just, it depends on who they play. I don't, I, I can't answer that question without so, saying no, that. Don't do that. I don't know. Then ask me. Just ask Minden. I have no. What, what do you think of this team? I think they can win a playoff series. Um, Simple as that. Dove. He just I think it. they, if this team is successful and Zion plays more than 45 games more upwards of 50 then they'll be in the playoffs not the play-in they'll be a top six seed in the west and then i think that they can steal a game from some or steal a series from someone in the playoffs i mean we all we've seen it happen they damn near won this year against the suns let's say the suns have another good regular season and they get matched up with the Pelicans at like six v three. Their Pelicans are going to beat them, in my opinion. And I think ceiling for them is conference finals. It's a little early for that, but like shit happens in the playoffs where teams like the Hawks got to the conference finals. The Nuggets they were really good, but the Nuggets got to the conference finals yep. when the Clippers probably should yeah, have. Everyone said Lakers Clippers that year. Yeah. I remember. I think that could be this that type of thing where. It's unexpected, but this team has the guys to be that good. And uh, Duville, real quick, you more on the side of Dove or Jack on that one? I'm with Mindy. I think final season, their record will be 41 and 41. Zion, if he goes over 45 games, I call that a success. And their ceiling, I would say, is a eight seed going seven games losing in the first round so you first think, round first sorry first, first round, round. yeah sorry. first round exit 
I think they're, I, I uh, agree with everyone a little bit. I think um, it obviously depends on health. Like it doesn't depend on who they're playing. It depends on their own health. And if this is the lineup they can put out there in the playoffs, they were two games away from beating the Suns this past year. Like they needed two more wins and they were, they would have been in the second round. I think they are for regular season wise. I think they're due for another play in tournament, but I think they are, would be the favorites coming out of that play in tournament. I think just with how crowded the West is, we'll see. I mean, the jazz are no longer necessarily a threat, especially if they trade Mitchell, but like that's a team that wasn't in, that was in the playoff field, but I think they're due for another play and run. And I think they can win in the first round. I think we saw it with the Memphis Grizzlies. They can, they can win in the first round, but then if they go up against one of these, uh, veteran teams in the second which you know that's just who's there in the second like you can pick any team like I just think the second round's a lot harder to win in than the first round so I think a first round win and a second round exit is probably their ceiling and regular season wise it's a play-in team again um but yeah um kind of a longer episode than uh the previous couple but it was a good one a lot of good debate a lot of good argument the fact of the matter is, is this team is very young. They're very promising and they got a lot of shit to figure out before the season starts and during the season um, to like figure out what their team identity is and how they're going to succeed in the future. So um, thank you everyone for listening very much. We appreciate it. Uh, YouTube. If you're on YouTube, please leave a like subscribe. If you're on Apple or Spotify, please rate us five stars, follow us on Twitter, hustle and hoops. And uh We'll see you next week for another couple team team preview slash reviews and uh, we'll see you next time.